Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of Five Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Mink, and today we're going to be talking about, talking to Charlie Haynes, Vincent DeVita, Robert DiMedio, and James Tucker about Native American struggles throughout history. Native Americans were put through many terrible times when our government got greedy for their land. Many innocent people were forced off their spiritual land and anyone in their right mind would fight back and not let that happen. But when they fought back, matters just got worse. The government began to want to assimilate these natives into U.S. culture. By doing that, they would separate tribes and individual families. Specific families of tribes, there are specific examples of tribes being forced off their land would be the Navajo tribe who were forced to move over 200 miles to a fort built for them. The Cherokee's children were forced to try and assimilate into American culture by being sent to school to learn how to be or act more like an American. And the Sioux tribe fought back for the land, what was called the Great Sioux War, to try to keep the American government from taking it. Um, throughout the podcast, we're going to try to answer a few questions. But the main question of the podcast is, um, what caused the brutal conditions to be brought to the natives and in what and in which easy their lifestyle or which way their lifestyle has improved and got worse during these times. To help answer this question, let's start with some background from our historian Charlie Haynes. What should we know about the history of this issue? Native Americans were abused and exploited in the very beginning of colonization by the British settlers. Skipping forward to the US Revolution the government focused on expanding land, which meant kicking natives out using force, threatening, or even purposely spreading disease that the natives were not immune to. Native American tribes like the Cherokee were taken to camps with horrible living conditions or even sometimes forced out of their land. One of the most known treaties was the Dawes the Dawes Act in the year 1887, which was a plan to split up native tribes and Americanize them. Americanized means forcing American culture and characteristics on people without a choice. With the land that the U.S. now owns, they made it farmland that the natives who complied can purchase to make money as a U.S. citizen. Some native tribes took a different advance. The Sioux tribe and the U.S. Army signed the Treaty of Fort Laramie, which was a document to give back sacred Sioux tribe locations and reserve the lands. Did the Treaty of Fort Laramie really protect the Sioux sacred lands? Unfortunately, there was a time when the U.S. Army was on the Sioux reservation. In the year 1874, General George Custer led an expedition with miners searching near a Sioux hunting ground. After they passed, knowing that it was a sacred ground, General Custer and his men were killed by the Sioux tribe. To this day, there are still legal disputes between the U.S. government and Sioux tribes all over the land. All right, now we'll talk to Robert DiMedio on his take of this question. Uh, So, Robert, why are grocery store prices higher in reservations than any other part of the country? Grocery store prices are higher in reservations because the infrastructure isn't isn't in good condition. Due to this, this, it costs the owners of the grocery stores, also Native Americans, so much to ship ship food to their stores. In order to make a profit, the owners need to make the prices high, but 
but then that means the other Native Americans will have to spend a lot on food, and a lot of them won't be able to afford it. All right. Also, how has COVID-19 impacted the Native American tribes? Due to COVID-19, many Native American tribes were unable to make enough money for basic necessities. For example, the Hulapa tribe had had to close their main so- source of revenue, the Skywalk, due to COVID-19, and this led to many struggles within, within the tribe. Due to the closure, the tribe couldn't collect adequate taxes for gov- governmental services on their land. This caused struggles because the tribal government didn't have enough money to run child protection services or the health clinic. Okay. Why are poverty rates so high in the Standing Rock Reservation? The reason why 43.2% of Standing Rock populations is in poverty is because of what I previously said. The expense of grocery stores, the distance of grocery stores, and the lack of revenue all lead to poverty rate increasing. While, the Native Amer- while these Native Americans are, are so focused on getting sufficient food by traveling and spending so much money, they're, una- they're unable to get a job that pays enough. There are so many grocery stores, well, there are so little grocery stores that people, that people have to spend so much money, so much money they earn just to get to the grocery store. Meanwhile, wh- when they get to the store, the prices of food is so high, they're unable to afford adequate amount of food. And if they do, if they do, they will have to live in poverty. This is the cause of 43.2% of people living in poverty. All right. Thank you, Robert. All right. Now let's hear from Vincent about water shortage and reservations and discrimination against Native Americans. Um, in the article, we learned that it's harder for Native Americans to get water than any other American group. What do you think that is? I believe that it's harder for Native Americans to obtain water and any other groups because they are discriminated against by the government and the Native Americans suffer deeply from poverty. An example of discrimination against the Natives would be the Etsy deal by Bill Janklow in 1981. This deal made it so rural, rural residents and other communities couldn't tap into the Minnewakani pipeline to get water. The reservations that the Indians live on is considered federal land and is managed by the government poorly. For example, the Crow Creek Reservation is so poor that it is also hard for them to get an adequate amount of food while grocery prices rise. Yeah, it's terrible. So, also, what are some aspects of the mini Wakoni, and how has that helped the Native Americans on the reservation? The mini Wakoni pipeline can carry large sums of water, and having this pipeline solved would solve water shortages for Native Americans. On the other hand, there are many problems with the pipeline, such as overspending and incompletion. Due to the fact that the pipeline isn't finished, the lack of water and infrastructure has led to poverty on the Pine Ridge Reservations. Okay. Uh, what are some major problems that can face with the water that is available and sanitation for the Navajo Nation? To start off, the only way people can access certain wells on the reservations is through windmills. In order for them to get water, the windmill has to blow, even though the water from the wells contains high amount of uranium. This causes many people to get sick and possibly die. As the sanitation of the reservation continues to get worse, it will cost $200 million to provide water and sanitation for the Navajo. All right. Thank you, Vince. Right, hold on. Let me scroll down to my thing. All right. 
Tell me when you're ready. We'll start at like 15. All right. I am ready. Okay. At 15, I'll start talking. All right. To hear from a different point of view, let's hear James Tucker talking about the relationship between natives and the government. So, James, how has the underrepresentation of Native Americans been shown in recent years? Well, in the year 2020, Native Americans were the most undercounted group in America. Now, this hasn't been a one-time thing. It's actually been happening for almost a decade now. For example, in 2010, Native Americans were more undercounted in the census over than um, African Americans back in the 1990s. And it's truly a shame how Native Americans are undercounted. The census would help infrastructure, funds, assistance, and the overall key to fix their poverty poverty in um, reservations. Yeah, that is truly a shame. All right, next question. So did the Natives try to receive representation or did they not even want it to form, like in the census? Well, overall, many Native Americans are afraid of the government for, I mean, good reason. They don't really trust them with their information. Also, um, the main way the census collects their information is from going to door to door and um, the reservations in reservations. It's like incredibly difficult for collectors to go door to door because, I mean, they have really no real address. And despite this, there are a lot of Native Americans such as Cedra Starkovich and um, Shelly Diaz who are trying to convince the Native Americans and also fight for uh, more like representation from the government. So in conclusion, although many Native Americans are scared of the government with their information, um, there are people like Shelley and Cedra who are looking to persuade their fellow Native Americans as they know it would help them in the long run. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So how is the government or has the government tried all things to improve the relationship with the natives? In a way, yes, but like it kind of failed miserably. So For example, in attempts to justify their whole actions with Americanizing and sending natives off to schools, well, excuse me, Native Americans off to schools, um, they made a law called the ICWA, and this law pretty much doesn't allow any Native American child to be adopted or fostered by any non-Native family. So what this law is meant to do is preserve Native American culture and stop, um, and stop something called the scoop era, which happened back in the 80s, which was a very discriminatory era. They would just pretty much take natives off of their land without their like consent at all. Mm-hmm. So um, Native Americans like this idea, like preserving Native American culture. However, it's still limiting and like confining their freedom. So they don't really feel like this is this law is the correct way to do it. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Chum. Yep. Day. What caused the brutal conditions to be brought onto the natives, and in which way has their lifestyle improved and gotten worse since those times? Native Americans were treated as a lesser group, simply because the colonizers had more power like money, weapons, and numbers. The Native Americans had terrible living conditions simply because they were always moving away by force or legally by the Americans, making them never to be able to settle due to the growth colonization and laws like the western expansion finally after hundreds of years the native americans were able to settle in protected grounds but to this day native americans are still harmed by laws and actions hundreds of years ago
Native Americans don't have access to much since they suffer from a great amount of poverty. They were made to be so harsh in the first place because they were treated as an inferior group. Poverty forces the Native Americans to adapt to white American lifestyles and they don't receive benefits from certain things. For example, 15 predominantly white communities and scores of political connected white ranchers who are served by the Minnewkani pipeline have reaped full benefits while the Agalog Sioux tribe doesn't. When the Native Americans originally got kicked off their land into the reservations, their living conditions were harsh because of the lack of food. This is because the reservations were landlocked and farming was very difficult for them in the West. They also lost their complex food systems because they lacked supplies. The military had only given them wheat, flour, and sugar, which they quickly turned into fry fry bread using just those ingredients. Their living conditions have gotten better since then because communities like the Crow Creek Reservation have gotten gotten together to plant an orchard and garden in 2012. This has caused less people to go hungry, and people can now harvest food. For example, they now harvest choke cherries. Recently, Native Americans on reservations have dominantly been under the poverty poverty line. They have struggled with funding and supplies for many years now. This may because this may be because reservations are extremely difficult to fully represent, as there is no way to like locate certain people without addresses, which reservations don't have. And this may this may be the leading problem. However, it seems odd that this easily solvable problem is still going on today. I believe that the government did not really take into account what taking these people off their lands would lead to. Uh, not only that, but also forcing them into reservations. In these reservations, the people of the tribes were almost fully neglected by the U.S. government and not received the, res- the resources they needed to live. Nowadays, a lot of natives still live in reservations. The Dawes Act was a big part of making their life worse, but a few years later, the government realized how terrible their lives were and introduced the Indian New Deal in June 1984. This deal brought a lot of natives' tribes back to their land, making their reserve there. It also stopped the Dawes Act from trying to assimilate the natives. Today, their lifestyles have improved but a lot of their population still lives in poverty, and this was because of the government. The government set a standard of neglect towards the natives on the reservations during the past, and it has not changed much to the present. This is a main reason why poverty still remains among the tribes. Personally, I've never heard of a lot of these events, such as the Navajo being forced to hike hundreds of miles in the Great Sioux War, until just recently. I knew we had kicked natives off their land, but not much else. Why do you think that is? Native Americans were silent through the years because they never really had a voice. There weren't that many questions on why Native Americans were being pushed west. The American citizens just simply believe that if they're getting more land, they don't have a problem with it or even complain. I think that many people have not heard of these acts because the Native Americans are treated as an inferior group that they aren't able to speak out against their government and the harsh conditions they live in. Although the Native people say, some people who spoke out against the government were crazy horse who fought against the removal of a reservation in the Black Hills. Crazy horse went on to unite with the chief sitting bow in the Battle of Little Bighorn. 
The reason why we have not heard of these events is because the Native Americans have been the inferior group for hundreds of years now. Due to this, they lack. Due to this, they have a lack of voice, and when they're heard, they are not listened to. They are simply pushed away by the U.S. government. The U.S. government does not care about these struggles on their land and neglects them when these struggles, like their high grocery store prices, occur. On top of not having much of a voice, there is, a mo- there is most likely an erasing of history. The era of America- Americanizing natives was a very discriminatory time. I would understand why people today or decades earlier would want to forget about it. I think it was most likely covered up in old history classes or probably just in society alone. Along with this cover-up, there were laws passed that I directly contradict and eliminate this period of, period of time. For example, the ICWA, a law that did not allow Native American children in the hands of any race besides their own. I think this was because our country knew this was not the right thing, but thought it needed to be, needed to be done because they believed white culture was better than Native's culture. And they, and they believed the Native Americans needed to be assimilated because of that. I believe everyone looking back just sees families being separated and children forced to learn new ways. I feel like our country wants to forget about this time, so it is not taught as much as other topics in schools. Although this is just as important, if not more important, than those other topics we learned, because we see our government messed up and to never do it again. I had not learned much about this period and struggles of Native Americans until just this year. Previous years, we had learned about American history and almost barely ever did I hear how we forced natives off their land. A sentence to conclude this podcast. Although America has come a long way since these times, I think there's a lot of action that still needs to be taken to fix what we once broke.